Hi everyone, welcome to Mindset Manifestation with me, Christina Medina, where we uncover the magic within. I am holding space here for your inner work, your transformation, and the release of anything that stops you from receiving the abundance that exists within you and all around you. For those newbies, a deepest heartfelt welcome. I'm so happy you're here and that I get to be a part of your journey. Before we jump in, let's take a moment to align with our breath, breathing in love and light, and breathing out anything blocking you from receiving. Taking this time to connect to your inner guide, connect to this podcast message, and align with the highest vibrational energies. Now let's get started. Good morning, everyone. So I don't know if you got the email last night, but it was all about being your worst critic. And I have to tell you that for many years of my life, and I still struggle with it now, but for many years of my life, I, I was truly my worst critic. And I let my own created opinions of what others thought about me control my life. I'm much more aware of that tendency now. However, it doesn't mean that it just goes away. And this is like the stuff that I'm talking about that's in your basement. You gotta face who you are and the stuff that you do. And when I say face who you are, is like, who are you in this moment? Because we are living a program of who we believe we are. And that's influenced by people, places, and things that have come into our lives or throughout our life so far um, that have had influence on us, influence that we chose to uh, let affect our life, affect our pattern, affect our thinking, affect what we felt was possible for us, affect, um, you know, affect what we felt others were thinking about us. Does that make sense? Because I, I, let me give you an example or kind of a loose example. There have been many moments in my life where I felt uncomfortable in a situation and I felt that people were looking at me like I don't belong. And I was, I did not no one said anything to me. No one even looked at me in a weird way. I just felt uncomfortable and I felt as though I didn't belong in that environment. Yet, uh, yet there was no example of anything happening to make me feel that way. Does that make sense? So basically, I was creating what I call mental movies. And I... I don't know who came up with this term, but I have lived mental movies, whether it's like me living mentally in my mind, a confrontation or an argument or reliving a situation and ruminating over and over again on a situation. I have created these mental movies and this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, it's not even true. But instead, you're creating a story for yourself that is telling you it's true. 
So through this lens that you're, you've experienced life thus far, you're allowing that lens to shape your perception of who you are in this world and where you so-called belong, okay? And what other people think about you. And you've heard me say this before, what other people think about you is none of your business because you cannot change the way other people think about you. You can, I mean, yes, you can have situations happen in your life and then maybe someone might change their perception of you, but you can't control them changing their perception of you. And I can tell you this as a people pleaser that I allowed, I, I allowed the opinions of others to control me. Sorry, guys, it is allergy season in New York, and I'm really feeling it in my throat lately and in my eyes. It's like it is unbearable sometimes wearing contacts these days. I might have to switch to my glasses. The only problem is wearing a mask and glasses. You know what happens? Your glasses fog up. So just bear with me. I may have to pause a few times here. So anyway, what I was saying was I allowed the opinions of others to control me like I allowed this belief that I could shape their opinion of me by me behaving in a certain way that they would then take into their brain and translate as or take into their mind and translate as, oh, Christina is a good person. So I was too worried about people liking me and thinking I was a good person. And Oops, I hit my microphone with my coffee. And that that mindset was shaped many, many years ago when I was a child and I wanted, we moved around a lot and I was the new kid in school several times and it left me feeling very alone. I was without friends and I wanted people to like me. So it was like I would shape myself into this person or behave or respond to things in this way where I was completely denying myself for fear that someone may not like me. And I can remember a specific situation. This is funny. Um, well, I guess it's funny. It was fun. It's funny to me when I think about it, but I remember being in third grade in the girl's bathroom and I was the new kid in school and this girl wanted to get in a fight with me and I, I didn't even know her. Um, I was the new kid. I think I'd been at school for a week or so or two. And she wanted to get in a fight with me in the bathroom because she said that, well, you're not my friend. And I told her, I'm like, I, maybe I would be your friend, but I don't, I don't know you, you know? And so I was trying to avoid a fight, obviously, because I was not the kind of kid that really wanted to get in a fight with anybody and not only that but I didn't want to do anything wrong and then be the bad kid in school (laughs) you know this totally backfired later in my life you know because I kind of went through the fuck it stage too because it was like you work all your life to try to be this person that everybody likes and accepts you know but then like later you're like this didn't work I still feel um I still feel um unworthy you know, I still feel judged. So fuck it all. You know, that was later in life. Um, but when I was in third grade, I really wanted people to like me. And I remember this school and 
it was kind of a tough school. It was in another neighborhood and I just, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable going to school every day. I was, I was just, I didn't feel like I belonged and I didn't feel like I could be myself, like even more than ever. Grade school, just school in general, not not by the time I went to university, because I did go back to school later in life and get my degree. But when I was younger, school was very uncomfortable for me. I did not have those glory days that Bruce Springsteen sings of, talking about in high school and grade school and junior high. Those were not my best years. I was very uncomfortable with myself, and I had a very long, awkward face, and I often got teased about my appearance. I was you know, I was half Mexican and white and people just didn't understand what I was, you know, and so I had to have a, a hear a lot of things about like, what are you, you know, um, what, you know, people just didn't understand like what race or what ethnicity I was. And it was very confusing, you know, because when, when we went to school, when I lived in the city, in Kansas City, like in, in the more urban areas, no one cared about my ethnicity. You know, I went to school with kids of varied, you know, of varied um, ethnicities, varied races. And um, when I, we moved, you know, my parents bought a house, we bought a house in the suburbs in like a white kind of lower, I guess it wasn't like true middle, I guess it was middle class, but we we were really stretching. It's interesting because as I got older and I got more interested in investing in real estate, I understand the situation in which my parents bought their home. They bought their home from someone who did owner financing. And so they, my parents, for whatever reason, I don't know why they didn't try to get a loan from a regular bank, um, but they did um, owner financing. So they did one of those lease to buy options from the owner of the house. And of course he, we bought, they ended up getting into a a contract with him for a mortgage that was like the purchase price on this home was way higher than what it was worth. And the monthly payment was a lot of money for them, but they wanted us to have a better life. But little did they know that you know, I don't, I don't, for whatever reason, my mom didn't make the connection that we would move into this area and then we would be teased about, um, our ethnicity. And we were called like the little brown girls, which I feel like is really fucked up. You know, when you're a kid, you know, I, I, I was, I was not in a situation at home where I felt comfortable with myself. I was not in a situation with school where I felt comfortable with self myself and I was just not in a situation in my neighborhood where I felt comfortable with myself. So I grew up with this program that I wasn't good enough. And so because I wasn't good enough, I felt that I had to then shape myself or alter my behavior in a way so people would look beyond what they didn't like about me physically and and like me or be nice to me. So there was a life of me shaping myself into something that wasn't truly authentic and wasn't who I really am. And then, like I said, as I got older, I went through this rebellious phase where I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be me, you know, and, but I didn't even know who I was. So again, I was shaping myself into something that I thought was the rebellious one, you know, and 
sorry I'm sniffling I have a little allergies like I said apologize and I I just didn't know really who I was anyway so how could I truly rebel I just knew that I didn't like pretending anymore and then went on you know several years of just trying to figure out who I really am and the email last night was about you know just being your worst critic like you know there's this I even confess to you that when I record these podcasts I don't always listen to them sometimes I wait a few days before I even listen to them I don't even like when I first started off I would get like edit over and over again I would listen to the podcast I would go on and edit things I would re-record things because um I was worried that it didn't sound right you know I was really worried about the opinions of people who listen to this podcast but then as time went on and as I evolved through the podcast and through finding my voice and speaking my truth I started to care less and less about that of course I care that I want to bring you value and I want to help those people who are just like me in these situations connect to their inner self connect to their inner guide and live a more authentic life because when I started living in this way things started really changing for me because the more authentic I became the more I started to really appreciate myself and started to really love myself and and it was like one fed into the other you know it was the more I liked and appreciated myself and and the more I then loved myself and the more I loved myself the more authentic I became so I don't know which came first me being more authentic or me loving myself but whatever way it is it's like one feeds into the other and so it's like this infinite sort of um exchange of energy once again where I am being my authentic self because I love myself and I accept and embrace myself and so because of that then I feel more comfortable in just being fully present in who I am and so you know I in the pod or in the podcast in the email last night you know I was wanting you to just observe that in yourself are you your worst critic how do you speak to yourself when you look in the mirror how do you speak to yourself Maybe if you've gained a little bit of weight or you've lost weight and you don't like the way your body looks, how do you speak to yourself when you have a pimple? How do you speak yourself when, when you make a, a wrong decision? And you know how I feel about decisions. There are no wrong decisions because wrong decisions come um, opportunities and experiences to have to then go within and go in that basement and bring that stuff up and look at it. So no wrong decisions but are you at that place in your life where you feel there are no wrong decisions or do you criticize yourself for making a wrong decision how dare you waste your time whoops i just i'm like pointing in the microphone and i just knocked it with my finger but how dare you waste your time like this how dare you make a wrong decision you know and it's like that parent is speaking to you and you are not living in that life anymore you you understand that you are you are controlling the perception of your world and you are in control of the thoughts in your head and you've you've gained that awareness now and you've gained the awareness of the program that you are living and you can recreate that program that's into a life that's more in alignment i really believe that every single person's blueprint 
in this life is to become more in alignment with who they truly are, who their soul is in this lifetime. Some people have an easier time than others. I've said this before. I do believe some people grow into this life where they are fully loved and embraced by their family and their parents and they have a very supportive upbringing and they continue to have a very supportive upbringing in their life and I think that's amazing for them that is not the experience I grew up with and I feel like many of the listeners did not grow up with that experience but just because you grew up with that experience doesn't mean you don't have your own shit that you're trying to deal with so don't judge other people because they seemingly had a perfect childhood because you don't know what their inner world experience is like and just like you being afraid of being judged for you know not being something that you're trying to be maybe people are you know people are going to figure it out that you're not who you were pretending to be the imposter syndrome and you know what i will tell you that yes, there is such a thing as imposter syndrome, but I think that the way you deal with it is becoming more in alignment, more authentic with who you really are and learning to love and embrace who you really are. And that's how you deal with imposter syndrome. Because when you are in that place, the opinions of others matter less. Now that doesn't mean that you're gonna become invincible to the opinions of others, but it does mean that you know who you are You know your soul's purpose, and that's what's most important to you. And you do realize that people who are actually judging you, like saying things about you that are negative, those people are on their own journey of loving, embracing themselves. Because people who love and embrace themselves don't criticize other people for wherever they are on their journey. Did you hear that? So know that those people are also on their journey and they're trying to figure it out. None of us are perfect. None of us have it perfectly figured out. We're all trying to figure it out. But when you do love and embrace yourself, it makes it a whole heck of a lot easier to walk that path as you're trying to figure it out and also to give some slack for other people who are still trying to figure it out not take it so personally so going back to these mental movies i would create these movies in my head like where people were thinking it was like i would create in my head oh they're thinking this about me i don't know what they're thinking about me unless they tell me what they're thinking about me and As I said, the more you love and embrace yourself, the less you care about what people tell you, um, the less you care about um, the opinions of others when they tell you. You're just kind of like, okay, well, that's how you feel about me, but I know who I am and I know why I'm here and I am staying true to that. And, you know, you are allowed to have your opinion. You know, you are allowed to not listen to this podcast, which this is, this is not the opinions of others related to my podcast, but I'm just using that as an example. You're, you're allowed to not interact with me. You're allowed to not, you can close your eyes and look in the other direction if you don't like my outfit, (laughs) basically. And that is a choice that they have, just like we have a choice to be who we are, to, to get in alignment with who we authentically are. And I'm telling you, the more you do that, the less impactful that kind of stuff is and so I want to tell you about a situation I was in yesterday Jerry and I went to Salem New York for a horse show and this is like a very 
professional horse show. So, you know, you've got all you've got people coming from all over the world to compete in this horse show. And it's it's just like you would imagine there are these I mean, it's a gorgeous property. It's old Salem Farm and gorgeous property, beautiful horse stables. And the people that were competing were like the best in the world. And I mean, the horses were gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I did not. Okay, so let me just say this. When I was a kid, I learned how to ride horses. I did not grow up in a family with money at all. There was no way my parents could have paid for that. My parents were very young. They also spent their money on other things. They didn't really spend money on our hobbies. And horse riding would have been extremely expensive. So we did not. That was not something my parents paid for. I learned how to ride a horse in exchange for cleaning up their crap and brushing them. I'd clean the horse stalls. I would brush them. I would give them a bath. You know, I would basically take care of um, the horses. And sometimes we'd go to um, like birthday parties and we would bring a pony and I would bring the kids around, you know, like on the pony. And, um, you know, like that's what I did. I worked to learn how to ride horses. That was the exchange that I made. So I grew up with these not not my entire life. It it lasted, it didn't last like more than a few years, but I grew up in that time, um, being around the horses and building a love for these beautiful animals. They're just so beautiful. And so we were there and it was amazing to see, but it, it, I gotta tell you, like, since I've been in New York, I've not been in that kind of situation. Um, just because those are situations that require a lot of money to attend or, um, I just never felt like I belonged in them, to be honest, because the people that were there were either super into horses or they were, you know, the elite. They had quite a bit of money. And it just so happened that, so Jerry works in restaurants here in New York and um, he's the COO of a restaurant group. And, you know, he just got promoted. I didn't, I don't know if I told you this, but I was very proud of him. He got promoted over the summer. And uh, this summer, no, over the winter. (laughs) We're not even in summer yet. It was a few months back. But anyway, totally digressing here. We were there checking out the food, checking out, you know, like, what does the catering look like? Every year they donate to this event. They, they cater the event for free, um, as a part of it, because it is, it is a charity event. And so, we were there like checking out the food, trying it out, you know, just hanging out. And, um, Jerry and I, we always seem to match when we go out in public. It's really funny, but we were like dressed up. I had like this white kind of like linen dress on and some like little like suede wedge shoes. And he had on white jeans and like this white, but or white, this Navy button up shirt. It, it was hot yesterday. So I was like, bring out, I don't follow rules. I don't follow fashion rules. Like saying you can't wear white unless it's after Memorial day weekend. Those are like really old rules. I don't believe in them. So anyway, I was wearing this dress and he was dressed up and, you know, um, we just both got new sunglasses at Oliver people's on Saturday. So we were both wearing our new sunglasses and, um, one of Jerry's, uh, colleagues who's really great. She was, there and she's like oh you guys belong you guys belong you guys just like belong here and on the ride home it was really funny because yes I guess if you looked at us from the outside you would look like we belonged 
but there was this part of me inside that was like are people looking at me like I don't belong here which is really funny that she would say that that we belong because there was a voice inside of me that old program that is still there there are little remnants that I'm still working through and still still dealing with and I welcome them because it's like let's get all this stuff to the surface so I can get rid of it and clear it out and then move on to the next thing okay so I can live my best life and continue to thrive and up level so the fact that I was thinking that people were looking at me looking like I or thinking that I don't belong because I grew up very poor. You know, I didn't, you know, I just like from a completely different background, but I told you guys, my life is so different than it was when I first moved to New York and so very different from where I came from. And so I still have those feelings and those thoughts. And it was incredible that she would say that because the conversation that Jerry and I had as we were driving back to New York City um, was it was like you know it's funny that Carmen would say that and it was Carmen that's her name she works with Jerry that she would say that about us belonging I said because really you look at if you knew our history neither one of us really truly would be like the typical person that would belong here you know Jerry came from an immigrant family his both of his parents moved here from Sicily. They didn't really have anything. They worked very hard, saved all their money, bought some real estate as typical, you know, for a lot of Sicilians in New York that are immigrants. This is what they did. And um, Jerry learned a lot of incredible values. He's an exceptionally hard worker and values every single thing he has and takes care of everything he has. So he's, he's like that, that, um, I don't know, I don't want to say typical Sicilian because that sounds negative, but he's he's carried those traits um, with him because he, he, he really loves things that are of very good quality and he loves to take care of his things and he always looks very put together. So he's got that definite Italian style, um, but he he did not come from money and neither did I, like not even close, but yet we were able to um, change our lives and up-level our lives in so many ways and especially when we joined forces our lives really really changed and it's been an incredible beautiful journey and 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 it's amazing to have this life partner who brings that to me and I don't want to digress too much on this but the whole point was we didn't come from that background we we would not be the kind of person who would typically be there. But the whole point of all that is, is that who is the type of person anymore that would be there? And what does it matter what our background is? We went to an event and we really enjoyed ourselves and somehow I guess we look like we belong. But that's the whole point I'm trying to make. I was allowing that mental movie to play in my head where I was thinking that people were looking at me and thinking she doesn't belong here. Meanwhile, the perception from other people was that we absolutely belonged there. So there you go. That stuff you're saying in your head is not even true. And there's no way you can really truly know it's true unless you want to go around and ask people, but why would you want to do that? So realize when you're just creating things in your head, don't let it control you. You know, 
if you, and if you do realize it's there, do some work on it. Bring that stuff out of the basement, bring it into the light and do some work on it. Do try to ask yourself, like, is this real? Am I letting this control me? Is this really true? Is it really something I need to think about? Is this really something I need to allow control me and control my perception of myself anymore? Is there something I can let go from this? Is there something I can learn from it? You know, start digging and asking those questions. And yeah, and I think that's all I want to say there. I'm going to stop at this point. Just be the observer this week and 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 allow yourself to witness if you are thinking other people's thoughts for them, okay, and judging yourself, and if you're letting that control you, okay, so, and if you haven't already done it, sign up for the website, because again, these emails that I send out on Sunday complement the podcast, and it it gives you some journal opportunities. You can think of this as like a coaching session, because if you were paying a coach to work with you, this is the kind of stuff you would kind of dive into. Granted, a coach would ask you more questions, um, and less, um, mentorship. I guess this is more like a mentorship, um, because I'm kind of going through and teaching you some of the things that I've learned. So be sure to sign up for that and you'll get my manifestation transformation care package absolutely free. It's several recordings and and things that will really help you to stop allowing other people to think about you or allowing the opinions of others to control you, um, but also put you in a vibration of higher energy, one that's in alignment with abundance and up-leveling your life. So sending you so much love from New York, guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you feel liberated through this, and I hope you really start to um, connect and realize where you're allowing the opinions of others to control you or where you're allowing the imagined opinions of others to control you. All right, guys, have a great week.